So another Champions League group stage has drawn to a close and it definitely didn't disappoint us this time round with some fantastic uh, results happening all across the six groups that had stuff on the line. And Group H, oh my God, what a way to that be decided, man. It's always nice, isn't it? The drama of the Champions yeah. League, for now, at least. They're going to ruin it eventually, come 2024, and that's all that's on my mind with it. Yeah, at least we've got another whole season after this one with it still being normal. Sorry to just call me the down point straight away after all the drama. Yes. I mean, where do we even start with this week's Champions League drama, man? I don't know. Is it me or did it just, I don't know, it lacked slightly? It was nicely like Group H, all right, but everything else, meh. Uh, well, there was also Group D that had everything on the line before the game started, didn't they? Because yeah. everyone could have gone through and everyone could have uh, gone out of Europe in total. So that was definitely a good drama. But yeah, I think the other groups, it was just about uh, positioning for one or two of the teams. So there wasn't really much to get too hyped about. I mean, we'll start off, obviously, I think we have to talk about Group D, Spurs against Marseille. I mean, talk about leaving it light from Antonio Conte's side. Pierre Hoiberg scoring in the 95th minute to send Spurs through. Yeah, there not many more games could sum up Tottenham's season so far than probably this one. Because mm-hmm. there was moments where they looked really good and countered very well. And then there was moments where Marseille looked like they could have just battered them. Yeah, it's a bit of a lacklustre Spurs performance for some periods of that and we spoke about it on the podcast on Monday there was it seems like the Spurs are in a bit of a weird spell now like we said it's been a year since Conte took over they've improved uh, dramatically but at the same time there is a bit of bumps in the road appearing yeah it's this odd thing where they're third but yet you're looking at them going huh like you, you every time I've watched you you look a bit poor yeah, you don't look like you are a third base team. You look like yeah, third base team. You could have you could have worded that a little. Third bit placed, sorry. Jesus Christ! It just didn't come out correctly. I apologise for that one. Uh, but yeah, this one. But can we just let's uh, not be describing Man City as a second based. Nobody's <laughs> going to second base for that a lot. No. Um, but yeah, it was a really weird one for Spurs. I mean, considering they had so much on the line, potentially going out of Europe uh, altogether, I thought they would have looked more commanding as the Marseille side, who, let's be honest, haven't really looked that good in recent years. I mean, they're okay in Liege 1 at the minute in fifth, but at the same time, you're like, Spurs should be beating them a lot more comfortably. Maybe, but is it me or is Marseille actually looking a little bit like the anti-Mikel Arteta society with all those ex-Arsenal players? Nuno Tavares, Matteo Guendouzi, Alexis Sanchez, if you can... Kolasinac was, was another one. Yeah. And he, had, that, he should have scored that chance at the end. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Because that was oh, horrible. Definitely. It, He'd become an Arsenal court hero if he'd scored that. Yeah, especially knocking out Spurs. Oh, 
I'll tell you what I went after him in January just because of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, who knows? But it was weird because at the end of that game, I thought, well, Marseille got the Conference League. Not the Conference League, the Europa League cross. They're not that bad. <laughs> mm. but I thought they got in, and then I see they finished bottom, so they've gone out completely just because they pushed yep. a few too many men forward. Yep. So no more European football for them. Uh, Spurs, on the other hand, finished top of their group and obviously will go through to the last 16 as one of the seeded teams, which the draw takes place on Monday, I believe. Yes. The last 16 of all the European competitions. And as to four, we'll be recording Monday's podcast during it, probably. Yes. Uh, Do a live reaction. (laughs) Do a nice little live (laughs) reaction. Mm. Actually, that sounds like a great idea. Definitely does. Uh, the other team in that group that went through was Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, they managed to beat uh, Sporting 2-1. Um, again, Sporting, they seem a little more disappointing than I was expecting to do in Europe this season. And they're having a really bad season over in Portugal. I mean, they're sick after 11 games. Uh, yeah, I guess why you would say that but also this is the team that yes they won the league last season but have also been poached of a lot of the players that got them there yeah how do i know this well it it was all all that research of searching the guy who was supposedly being rumored to be the next villa manager for about a couple of days (laughs) (laughs) yes um it does seem to be the way though um a lot of these smaller big clubs if that makes sense so the likes of sporting um, Porto as well in the Portuguese league if they do really well a lot of their players do tend to leave for uh, other European teams so maybe that is what is ham- maybe that is what hampered them this season but uh, they dropped down into the Europa League this season uh, which I don't like how the Europa League has changed for fuck's sake just why is it it's actually good again no, but seen the teams of... involved this year it's good class Oh, yeah, it's going to be class, but why have they got rid of the whole round of 32? It's now like the group runners up versus the Champions League third place teams. They did it before... so, it's, so it's fair for those who finished top of the Europe League groups to not go out straight away to those who have just come down. Just... Sorry, it used to be, I think, but yeah, I get, I get it. But of course, we didn't need the Conference League, so. Yeah, just it, it's too much bloody. Work to try and remember, uh, but yeah, it's, I meant that mindset where hmm, you can never have too much football, but maybe you can have too much football. Yes, um, let's have a look at the other English teams then in Europe this week. Liverpool managed to beat Napoli 2 0 with Mohamed Salah and Darwin uh, Nunez scoring. Um, I think that was a bit of a surprise, well, especially to me considering how much I feel like we hyped up Napoli. On yeah. Monday. Oh, no, no, show. no. Don't be surprised. That's exactly what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> of course that yeah. happened. But I felt, yeah. felt like Napoli weren't busting much of a gut from what I was watching. No. I watched the first half of that one and then switched to Marseille Tottenham because I could clearly see that was the better game. Mm. I think it's because both teams knew that they were already through and it was just for them to, it was about positioning and Napoli knew uh, Liverpool had to score more goals and also, I'll just remember, if you'd have told me Ray Hudson was commentating for the Marseille Tottenham game, I'd have been there straight away. Oh, I do love uh, Ray Hudson's commentary, he's, as he's, we have spoken about before on the podcast. His reaction to Tottenham's winner was got a bit of traction. It's nice to see Ray Hudson get a bit of appreciation. 
Yes, I mean we are we do appear to be the Records and Appreciation Society fan club. <laughs> Only two of us. Yes, but hey, it's better than no one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, both Napoli. Every shit is open. So Liverpool and Napoli both going through. Napoli finishing top of their uh, top of the group. Ajax slipping down into the Europa League, but. That's not the big talking point. The big talking point is Rangers finishing with the worst group stage record of all time in the Champions League. Yeah, but Stephen Gerrard wouldn't have done that with them. Generally, we just clearly saw the golfing class between Rangers and the teams around them in that group. Um, but it was uh, It was always going to be a tough ask. Mm. But it's not even them because Celtic also had a bad season in the Champions League as well, finishing bottom of their group. And I believe Hearts have also gone out of Europe as well in the Conference League, if I'm not mistaken. I have no idea on that one, but it's not. I hate this. I don't want to dig on Scottish football, but yeah, the quality gap is real. And that yeah. season was a complete anomaly. Rangers were just very good. Mm hmm. But it just seems to have evaporated. I don't know why, but this season... That extra level isn't for them. No. Um, But yeah, I think it was surprising that that was a new record set for like the worst group stage performance. I honestly thought teams had conceded more than 22. I think you look at the likes of Victoria Pilsen and Dino Zagreb and you go, oh, well done, lads. You didn't do worse. Pilsen went close. Mm -hmm. By the look of it, <laughs> one goal away. But yeah, mm, I mean they conceded more than uh, Rangers, but they scored more. That's why. Yeah, maybe since the video clip of Pills and players before one of the games, they're just waving at the camera. <laughs> I'm just happy yeah. to be there. Maybe Rangers should be like that. <laughs> We're here. We don't care. We're gonna get battered, but we're here, so that's nice. Yes, I said he was nice look. Mm. Uh, so let's have a quick look at the other group. So uh, Chelsea, being the other English side in the Champions League, uh, obviously go through one of the other English sides because we haven't spoken Man City. Um, I think good two-one victory for them. Uh, easy goals for Sterling and Dennis Zakaria. Finally, eight playing their game for Chelsea and B scoring. Yeah, it's always like he is actually an all right player and would probably do a better job elsewhere. Mm. But who knows, maybe we'll see more I mean, of Dennis Sakharina after that. Yeah, it was a bit of a weird one because he signed on with deadline day, then a week later Tuchel gets fired. Mm. And so like Graham Potter was like, well, I didn't really bring you in. I don't know. Same about Bamiang, get it? Like, eh, yeah, you're just in my squad. I didn't want you, really. Yeah, I didn't sign you. I came in after you lot, so I'm just having to work with you. Um, I can't imagine yeah. what that's like for a player, though, really. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be so disheartening because like, you do all this because he wasn't getting played at Juventus. You think, oh, come to Chelsea. Tuchel wants me. I think he probably would be playing a lot under Tuchel as well. I, if he see, was still I, don't there. Know. I don't know about that one. Like Tuchel definitely had his favourites, I feel. 
I think we would have seen him by now before. You don't sign someone to just to not feature them. What is he, Morgan Sanson? Oh, Jesus Christ. Feels like we've gone back in time speaking about that lad. Hey, who knows, he could feature this Sunday, you never know. Mm. But um, I think overall, easy performance for Chelsea. I think they maybe should have scored, well, I know they should have scored a lot more than the two goals against Zagreb. It was just a really easy walk in the park for them. Yeah, it seemed that way. Like, I've got mm. nothing more to say on it. They did well. Yeah. Uh, and then final English team, Man City beating uh, Sevilla 3-1. Rico Lewis, what an absolute baller he looks. Yeah, they've maybe potentially got their long-term Kyle Walker replacement for all we know. Yeah. You mean they've got and, their and own Trent good... Alexander-Arnold now? Yes. And this one well, can probably defend. defend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that shows how similar we think that we said that at the same time then. Yeah, maybe, but it was a shame what happened afterwards. It came out that Sevilla fans were racially abusing him. Like, come on, yes. a 17-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah. But if there's a savvy grace for Sevilla, they're in the Europa League, so they've got a chance. Yes. Uh, one thing on that Man City, them, Man City youth players, they've got so many good young players. I mean... Obviously, Cole Palmer's seen a bit more action than Rico Lewis. Uh, obviously, Sergio Gomez, who they brought in in the summer, he's still young, 22. And then uh, they got that Josh Wilson, uh, Esbrand as well, who came on in the second half. Like City have got like a really good bunch of academy players like on the cusp of uh, within the next three years, I would say, breaking into the first team and being more regulars or if not getting regular football at City, going on loan to like a lower Premier League team. Or just or just signing good. for Southampton and then being bought back in about two years' time. Well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> What's funny about it? The guy went from Man City to Southampton and then just went straight to Chelsea. <laughs> yes, like that was so, so weird. Like Southampton are screwed. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, City go through uh, in their group as uh, group winners and they will be joined by Borussia Dortmund. Uh, so the teams that have gone through, uh, Group A, Napoli go through as uh, winners, Liverpool second. Group B sees Porto and Club Bruges go through, which that's a big turn up for the box. Club Bruges going through. probably the could... only one I could say was a shock. But yeah. yeah. Like, uh, let's go. What? <laughs> Again, like we said on Monday, I feel like Simeone's time is coming to an end. It just mm. doesn't feel right. So what's gone wrong and you see all the stuff about players who are being allowed to leave, which I Felix is one of them, potentially. Yeah. But we I mean, said this only... on Monday, you say it's off. So it's gone wrong. Yeah, only played an hour uh, this week. It just doesn't feel right. Um, so by Leverkusen, the team in that group that dropped down to the Europa League, Group CC's uh, by Munich and Inter Milan go through with Barcelona dropping into the Europa League. Group D, Spurs and Eintracht Frankfurt with Sporting Club uh, dropping into the Europa League. Chelsea and AC Milan going through with Salzburg dropping into the Europa League. FC's Real Madrid and uh, RB Leipzig going through. Group G sees Man City and Dortmund, as I just said. And then Group H, Benfica and PSG going through. 
with Juventus dropping into Europa League just about. Let's not get that mistake. Yeah, because they... Just that they only won one game and then lost the rest. Like, that's pathetic for Juventus. Yeah. Like, they don't even and deserve the... the Europa League for that. Like, don't give them it. No. Just knock them out of Europe in total. But the fact that Benfica won that group based on the fact that they beat Maccabi Haifa on the final match day 6-1 to mean that they scored more away goals than PSG did. That like is they, insane. Yeah, there you go, PSG. That's how you batter a team. Exactly. <laughs> they were doing that just in Liege 1. Yeah, that, like that's just, wow, absolutely crazy stuff to see. That comes down to away goals scored as to how you uh, decide who finishes top and who finishes second in that group. Absolutely uh, joyous to say, but and I like that it has made the last sixteen draw a lot more intriguing. Yeah, I think we could have some really good ties potentially. Obviously, teams that finish first will be in the seeded section of the draw. Teams that finish second will be unseeded, and uh, obviously, teams from the same country can't play each other until their quarterfinals in the Champions League. But we look like we're going to have some tasty competition uh, there, and also. Uh, let's have a look into the Europa League now because we also, with them teams dropping out that I mentioned, they're like, Joe, just the sense I never thought I'd hear you say it's that let, let, let's voluntarily look at the Europa League because we're going to have some fantastic ties there. Yeah, obviously, the, like, the knockouts I can talk about, but I feel like we're going to be discussing that until Manchester United go out, which potentially could be straight away <laughs> if any of us not was anything to go by, just yeah, about mean... beating Raul Zasida. Yeah, oh well, I mean, we lost to them in the first uh, fixture, uh, 2-1, if I remember correctly. Oh no, 1-0, that was it, 1-0. It was a really boring one. Yeah, yeah, didn't look the best at times in that second half. Obviously, congratulations to Alejandro Garnacho scoring um, that goal and becoming the youngest non uh, English player for Manchester United to score in a major European competition, surpassing George Best, which is uh, some feat. But Best, get your own celebration next time. Stop stealing others. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's only got two big idols to look at, possibly two of the greatest footballers of his generation. Club-wise, obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo. Country-wise, he gets to play with uh, Lionel Messi. So, How does that happen? You're an Argentinian, and yet you're a Ronaldo guy. How does that happen? <laughs> well, maybe you it's like Brazilians United, hating R9 Ronaldo. True. It just seems weird. Yeah. But anyway, uh, on the United front, I mean, it's disappointing that we couldn't find that extra goal to go through as uh, group winners, but I think I'll, as long as we're through to the knockout stages, that's all that matters. It was. Um, a, it's a good thing we didn't have to judge Eric Ten Hag on his tactics. But, although he's very good at the tactics, especially where he's going full Steve Bruce and bringing Harry Maguire to play up front. Yeah, that was um, just weird. I mean, you try, last 10 minutes of the game, you bring on Harry Maguire and show him up top. And I don't, I don't even, I don't have anything else to say to that. I was trying to think, well, how is, how is that one comes to his mind? Or was he? think that's going to work like then I thought then it came to me is Steve McLaren in the coaching set up yes there you go then old Steve has come out with 
or of his cunning tactical master plans and gone, well, boss, you see, in England, we like to put a centre-back up, up front and just lump ball forwards. Why do I feel like you're doing a really dutchy Dutch accent? That was the point. It's Steve McLaren. He doesn't still have that dodgy Dutch accent. That was just only for his brief spell in the Netherlands. Either way, well, that's uh, how you say Europa League. Not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a uh, very strange tactic. Uh, I mean, it's not like we really had much height elsewhere on the bench to bring on. Cause, I mean, it's all tactical ability you bring on Harry Maguire to play up front. Yeah, I mean, he could have tried to use the pace of either Anthony Alanga, Zidane Iqbal or Shola Chorotier. Or even Facundo Pelestri, who I keep forgetting is at Man United. Yeah, like the options were there. It just seemed odd. I think they wanted to try and play the long balls, get a knock on and then try and get it knocked down for someone or try and get as many set pieces and be at that more of a nuisance than uh, an actual goal threat. He's basically on to Maguire on the sideline as he's about to go on. Just use your head, all right? Just use your head. Mm, it's probably the first time he's ever heard that in his life. From someone that wasn't Gareth Southgate. Oh, yes. Uh, but yeah, I think the rest of that champ- uh, Europa League with how this new format's going. So uh, the group runners up in the Europa League will be facing uh, the teams that have dropped down from the Champions League. You could have some really tasty fixtures. Again, draw for that is going to be taking place on uh, Monday afternoon, I think, because that will be after the Champions League. Yeah, it's probably the lunch time and no we're not reacting to that one either <laughs> no jesus christ yeah. we'd be on yeah, uh, the united you know, could have a pretty bad tie in there if you got like barcelona or juventus to worry about yeah i think barcelona i'd be more worried about juventus after seeing them this season I'd and Jenny, i'd be more too. worried about juventus really yep fair enough this is like barca um, in europe is a different barca this is a la liga True. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I probably am. Don't take my viewpoint as fact. <laughs> no, I never do. Anyway, <laughs> nobody asked for my opinion. Why am I here? To make me look even better than I already am. But I've got a fucking very difficult job to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's whiz through the rest of it. So obviously, Arsenal go through as group winners in their group, winning. Uh, against FC Zurich 1-0 with Kieran Tierney scoring the goal uh, and that's it for the English teams in the Europa League isn't it because West Ham are in the Interconference the, whatever you want to call the it the Intertoto Continental Conference well I don't know whatever it's called <laughs> the third European competition I'm just calling it that from now on it's too long of a name you're the third European competition um, so that yeah yeah, uh, teams in the Europa League that go through to the round of 16 as group winners are Arsenal, Fenerbahce, Real Betis, uh, Real Unions, or no, yeah, Real, Real Union Saint Gilois, uh, Real Sociedad, Feyenoord, SC Freiburg, and Ferran Chavros as group winners, and then the teams that finish second and will be in the playoff for the last 16 and ties against uh, the Champions League. Third place teams are Monaco, Nantes, Mitchelland, Manchester United, 
FC Union Berlin, AS Roma, Ren, and PSV. So some really good teams. Yeah, it still sounds like a pretty decent tournament, and we will definitely cover that when it comes to it. Yes. And was it the Europa League, or was it... What was the... I can't remember whether it was Europa... Yeah, that was it. Group F in the Europa League. All four teams finishing on eight points, and it was just goal difference. Yeah, you've already stolen one of my funniest moments of the week, but okay. We'll go, we'll go there. We'll go straight there. Yeah, they all finished on eight points. How? I don't know. And Lazio not being the team to make it through is crazy. Like Maurizio Sarri, he's still the manager, right? Uh, yeah. Of course, he must have been right on the fags. <laughs> Seeing that table, Jesus Christ, the stress. Mm. And that is fucking everything and then some Jesus Webb. Uh speaking on the conference league briefly just because of the final English team there, Tam finished with a perfect record in their group, winning all six games, the first team in Europa Conference League history to do. So however, that's not that hard to do considering this is only the second ever season of it. So Yeah. If they wanted it last season. The stats are very slim. It's still uh it won for the history books for West Ham fans to celebrate. And almost one that was nice for the was it 18 year old guy, Duvat Maburma. I forgot how to say the name. Yes. <laughs> but uh, he had Bell- a goal robbed <laughs> off him. I, I wouldn't say robbed off him, he clearly smashed off the defender's head. He, he still headed it, you know. Like, if the defender's not there, it still goes in. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I need to see it again. <laughs> I glanced I at it like one it... time, and now I'm just spitting bullshit. <laughs> I feel like he was going more wide than anything. Um, but yeah, credit to West Ham going through top of the group, and it should be a <clears throat> interesting to see how they get on in the knockout stages. Let's turn our attention to this weekend's Premier League games, because we actually have some good, good fixtures to look forward to. Yes, and personal matters to attend. Yes. Um, let's get the elephant uh, in the room out of the way. It's obviously the Off the Crossbar uh, podcast derby as Manchester United travel to Aston Villa on Sunday. What will be Unai Emery's first game in charge of Aston Villa officially after taking over this week? Are you feeling confident or not at all? Positive, positive vibes only. That's, okay. that's the saying I've come through with this way. Positive vibes only until 2pm on Sunday. <laughs> uh, obviously, both sides met in pre-season. Uh, 2-2 draw there, but obviously none of that matters whatsoever because it feels I've, like a I've totally different side. Every, the last three games we've played at Old Trafford, I know this one isn't at Old Trafford, but we'll be playing you on Thursday in the Carabao Cup. So the They've been under a different Villa manager. Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, that is some stat, but also that's quite worrying. It should be. Villa sense. Jesus Christ. I don't Smith won. Gerard was robbed. I still have that VAR decision rent free in my head. I want to say that. I hate this phrase rent free. Why don't I do that? And Unai Embry has Manchester United firmly down to a tee. You was going to say 
rent free again, wasn't no, it? No, yeah. fuck off. Can we ban that? I was gonna call you. I was gonna call you Jeremy Corbyn then. <laughs> Gosh, you sound like Prime Minister next. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's one of them where I think Aston Villa will be hoping that they've got that new manager bounce heading into this one. Um, which obviously a lot of teams do tend to have when a new manager comes through the door. Obviously, you saw that the other week when Aaron Danks took over, but then at the same time, I'm like, this is Aston Villa. I don't expect yeah, it to This is this where I come and tell you, Aston Villa aren't any other team. <laughs> yeah. The manager bounce is non-existent with us, although hmm. who knows? But you look at the pictures covered up and it's it's not making for good reading. I mean, so you play us twice and who's your final game before? It's Brighton away. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then the first game back is Liverpool, which probably is winnable, actually, <laughs> when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of their players have been, been finished from yeah. drained. And then we play Tottenham, which again, very winnable. Hmm. Not too bad, but at the same time, you could lose to all of them. Absolutely. Like, I think a lot of Villa fans have taken into account we could be the bottom three after these first few games that we're not going to go overboard and just completely spam Unai Emery's Twitter account with hatred. Yes. Um, I think... If there's a manager um, I don't want on Twitter to be dealing with Villa Twitter right now, it's Unai Emery. But you shouldn't yeah. be active on Twitter. <laughs> Villa fans are a menace. Definitely. Um, I think for Although, United if, point if there's one thing I can add on. with Villa fans this week, because we've been getting abundance of content from the club. Mm-hmm. There was a clip of the first trialling session that went around. And it's a sign of just how low the standards have slipped but amongst Villa fans when we're watching it. And myself included in this, absolutely. We're watching him take this first training session and thinking, God, it's lovely to see a head coach just get involved and do some coaching for a change. <laughs> if your standards are that low, then Jesus Christ, you must have had real bad It was bad nice problems. to see a manager actually get involved. He's there playing with them, showing Ollie Watkins, look, that white thing is the goal finish in it. <laughs> that's a, that, that's not a, a bit worried. This guy worried. wearing carrot, he's your teammate. You pass that white thing to him. Orange thing now. Oh, yellow thing now. Yellow <laughs> thing now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a funny image. Too, it was, it was him pointing at one of those, you know, the stick things. I forget what they're called. The mannequins. The mannequin things like it was a funny picture of him pointing at Vernon Emery pointing at one of the mannequins, and it was just captioned by someone on Twitter going, Oh, he's chosen the new captain. Then. <laughs> oh, God. And then someone had commented underneath because the mannequin had a ball next to it as well, and you could see it's got perfect control as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely brilliant. Um, I think from United point of view, if I look at this. I would expect them to look a lot better than they did last night against uh, Sociedad. I'd expect a couple of changes as well from the lineup. Um, if there's one I can add in that he's Bruno Fernandes going to be a loss considering he's suspended. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. I I feel like he could be, but at the same time, I feel like we would see a much more complete. United, like he's a really good player, but he he's quite hit and miss at times, and I'm not too sure whether he'll be that much of a miss. Obviously, we'll be able to tell because I'd imagine he'd play midweek against you in the League Cup. 
I hope he does. I want to make him cry. Although, you never know. I can't think of who our last fixture is before the World Cup. Well, this man is owed revenge for all the times he's screwed us through penalties. Oh, for the love of God. Although Emmy Martins is still in his head. <laughs> and I'm still convinced in that one because Fernandez hasn't taken a penalty since. What's we seen? What's the latest on Emmy Martinez? Because obviously he missed um, the last or the See, second we half don't, of that game. We, technically, we don't know anything yet because we've not had the press conference yet from Moon I Emery. I weigh that with gleeful joy later. Um, mm. Yeah, I think some of it come out as well that Argentina don't want him risked, which is like, get lost, lads. Like, no one cares about you until the World Cup starts. It's one of them, though. I think concussion. He That's happened a, a few clubs, apparently. I mean, uh, there's a few nations saying don't don't play these players. We want them fit because the load of them are going down with injuries. Yeah, I know Argentina definitely was because I saw some a, that post the other day about them, and they obviously didn't want uh, Lisandro Martinez involved for Manchester United. I'm like you lot can fuck right off when, if we're not playing Lisandro Martinez. Yeah, because that of that email, didn't they leak the email? And it was it was his weird signature. It looked like a G and an S. I don't, I didn't know who that sort of spelled out as initial mm. words, but you know. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Um, but let's have a look at the other fixtures this weekend because oh, I'm excited for this weekend in the Premier League. That's so awesome. the other, yeah, the early Sunday game kicking off at midday. London derby, Chelsea versus Arsenal. Arsenal looking incredible in the league this season. Uh, sitting at the top of the tree with 31 points. Chelsea uh, in sixth place. Ten points behind them looking... I feel like they're still getting used to Graham Potter's style, but I think this game could be the one where we'll see are Arsenal uh, real contenders or are they the pretenders? I don't know. See, Arsenal, I think, had that test with Liverpool and also Manchester United in a, in a way. We know it's Manchester mm-hmm. City that's going to be the real test. Like If they come out of that one of a result, then they are the total challengers. But yeah. this will be a big test. More, I think, for Graham Potter. Like, can he put Chelsea amongst the top four, maybe even slightly in the title race, if possible? Yeah, I mean, uh, they... Well, for the time being, they would go into the top four should Chelsea win because they'd go on 20... Oh, no, they wouldn't go in the top four because Newcastle have a much better goal difference for them. They'll be level on points with Newcastle who play later on in the day on Sunday. Uh, but, yeah, I think they'd be on the cusp of top four. And I understand where you're coming from saying it's like a big, bigger game for Graham Potter and co. But I think, if, I think it'd be more embarrassing if... Arsenal were to lose this, considering how inconsistent Chelsea have been, than if Chelsea were to lose it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's the end of the world if they lose it, personally. But Who Arsenal are you on about there? I guess they're both. But I mean, yeah. it's Arsenal need it a lot more, but Chelsea need a bounce back after that humiliating loss to Brighton. Hmm. Definitely. Uh, and the other big game we got on Sunday is the conclusion of this weekend's fixtures as Spurs take on Liverpool. Two teams that I, I don't know what to expect. And this weekend is going to be a game where I don't know what to expect from it. Yeah, this is the ultimate battle, the two underperforming big six teams. Mm. I mean, if a Liverpool lose and the other team's uh, around them win, they could slip 
quite far down the table as not as low as 14 because Bournemouth have got a much worse goal difference than them, but they could go down as low as 13th should uh, West Ham win this weekend. Are you which... trying to say Liverpool are relegation candidates? I mean, I would like to, but even not, not that silly. For the sake of the shorts clip, yes. <laughs> yes. For the love of God, please put Liverpool in a relegation battle. But I think that would be really worrying signs. Obviously, there's still over half the season to go uh, for Jurgen Klopp's side, but losing to a Spurs team at this minute in time that look really poor under Conte, like we've just said when we're speaking about them in the Champions League sense, I think that would be a few alarm bells ringing. Yeah, I, it's weird. Like Liverpool lose, yeah, maybe slightly. It's a bit of a crisis, but they're not going to be calling for the manager's head. Unlike Tottenham, who if they lose this, they will absolutely be calling for the head of Antonio Conte. Mm. But if you're a betting man, um, the last two games between these sides last season, so one was uh, back in May and the other one in December, both finished as a draw. Well, listen, okay. until we get sponsors, we're not betting people and you should gamble responsibly. Yes. That's what you're supposed to say. I was going to get to that bit, but um, yeah, it should be a really good game and I'm interested to see how that goes. Uh, let's have a look through the rest of the, uh, the weekend's fixtures. So on Saturday, we have Leeds versus Bournemouth, Manchester City versus Nottingham Forest versus Brentford, Wolves, Brighton are the three o'clock games. And then uh, Saturday rounds up with Everton versus Leicester. And then Sunday, we obviously spoke about Chelsea, Arsenal kicking us off. Manchester United is one of three two o'clockers with West Ham versus Crystal Palace, Southampton versus Newcastle as the other two. And then Spurs versus Liverpool to round us off this weekend. So penultimate weekend before the World Cup as well. Not bad fixtures. Yeah, uh, am I supposed to be excited for the World Cup? Like I'm trying, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's one of them. I, I, I'm going to watch it. Of course, we're going to watch just, it. <laughs> I'm just not in there. It's because yeah. it's November. Like fuck off. Why are you playing the World? Oh, I'm not going to go on a World Cup rant. Being no. in blooming. It's all right. We'll do that later. <laughs> yes. Um. Let's head into the European leagues because there was some big news on Thursday evening coming out of football club Barcelona. What would you, you say, Lola? I actually have no idea why I said it like that. But You're not getting Balaguer. Don't try and start putting an accent on everything. <laughs> uh, obviously, the big news was that uh, Gerard Piquet is announcing his immediate retirement from football following this weekend's game at home to Almira on Saturday. Yeah, like, you look at the whole situation with him, it's not been a great season for him. It's almost like he's realised, yeah, I'm damaging my career here. <laughs> Maybe just get out now. Yeah. For the good I of mean, the team, let's walk away. Not getting played, still owed a fuck ton of money which I know he's given up the rest of his contract for this year which I think he was meant to run out by anyway but apparently when uh, COVID first struck he was one of the key people that took a load of like pay cuts from Barcelona to keep on playing um, and they could do all their weird shit that they've been doing over the last couple of years but I think it's such a sad way for his career to be ending because he's such a legend of that club 
and won yeah. Yeah. numerous amount of trophies. It's just it's a horrible way to end his career. Everyone will go on about the PK and Poyol partnership. Like yeah. that's the that's the the centre back pairing we'll remember for this Barcelona team. Yeah. But, but it's just yeah. like... sad that his last memory is that goal against Bayern Munich where he just let the ball go past him. <laughs> that's the yeah. last memory of Gerard Pique. Let's hope this weekend he can go off with a bank. Barcelona win and he score the winner. If they get a penalty in the 90th minute and it's nil-nil, please, for God, let Gerard Pique take it. And just if he misses, it's even more funny. <laughs> well, yeah, he'll go down in more memories and great for us on Monday where we can talk about it, but... For the sake of the man, I, I want him just to have a nice send-off because what a career he is. And including that short spell of Be interested to see if he does get the Xavi slash Iniesta-like send-off. Or the Messi one. He won't get the Messi one. The Messi one can't be beaten. <laughs> no. It's one um, I feel like he, he deserves it, but at the same time, I just, I, for some reason, something inside me just feels like it won't happen. Mm. I mean, it's not like he's Gabriel Bonlahord, his career. Like, he just... Like he's still been a good player for them. Yeah. But it's, yeah, definitely a sad way to see that end. Um, a win for Barcelona would put them top of the table for a couple of days because Real Madrid don't play until Monday evening when they travel to uh, Real Vallecano. Um, I haven't actually... Barcelona? Yes. Uh, have you actually looked at any of the European fixtures this weekend? Because I actually haven't. So I haven't. I- I think the only one I saw was it against Inter for nostalgia. That's always a big fixture. That's it. Yeah, that's the only one got... I saw. Right? It's the Roma Lazio derby. Yeah, that's uh, 5 p.m. Uh, on Which Sunday. Means, you know what um, that means? Prime Jose Mourinho content coming on Monday. Yep. Uh, also, we have Atalanta versus Napoli on uh, Saturday uh, afternoon. So that, that should be like, a good game like to watch. Big. That's pretty big. First versus second. Mm. Uh, over in Germany, Bayern Munich are away to Hertha Berlin. Dortmund hosts VfL Bochum. Not really that interesting. Uh, who do Union Berlin play? They play by Leverkusen. Should be a, a decent game, but by Leverkusen are trash this season. And over in France, any interesting things? Nope, PSG are away at Lorient. Marseille play Lyon. People were talking a lot about Lorient. They were obviously fourth in Liege 1. They've looked quite quality as well. A few other players might get a bit of interest. Yeah, it's having a good season. I mean, their last I think they've only been back in the league for like three seasons as well. Hmm. I mean, they've hit a bit of a stalemate recent weeks. Uh, They lost last week against Nice 2-1 and then the previous games they drew 2-2 and 0-0. But yeah, it's a good showing from them. And I'm just looking now at their squad. Vito Manone is one of their keepers. (laughs) Vito Manone. That's a name. Wow. Yeah, really. Rumours Marseille put in a bit because he played for Arsenal. <laughs> Give it uh, twelve months, they will do. But yeah, Marseille versus Lyon uh, to round off the fixtures in uh, France this weekend. Fifth versus eighth. I feel like it doesn't have as much like talk and cop around it as it used to have in the past, but it's still going to be a good game, I think. 
potentially. I don't know. I, I just can't get on board with most of it. Mm. I'm sad. Uh, yeah, right that... <laughs> I know. Uh, that is all the fixtures we have this week. Um, obviously, we will have a roundup on Monday where we look back at all the talking points. And let's see if either of us will be the happier of the two uh, come the end of the Off the Crossbar podcast derby. For the sake of this podcast, maybe a draw. <laughs> I don't yes. think one of us can handle being depressed on that Monday morning. Definitely not. You've in the case of, oh, you'll realise that Eric Tain Hogg is a fraud when he gets beaten by Embry's tricky villains. I wouldn't go that far, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not that type of fan. I give managers time. I don't know. Have you listened to some, some backs over those podcasts last season? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's because last season we were fucking awful there. There's at least this season I can see improvement in their team. Mm, there's also that, yeah. But should we move on? Because mm-hmm. I remember before this, I said that the worst take award wasn't going to be on the podcast, but I've just found one that fits the mold perfectly. And they, they're probably going to be regular winners over the last few weeks because FIFA, what are they on about? Oh, I thought you were going Going to be talk shite. No, they they will always win it. All right, that they have their own category. <laughs> this way, this week just has to go to FIFA. What the what? Yeah. Please don't allow football to be dragged into every ideological or political battle that exists. Says Johnny Infantino, FIFA president, who was at FIFA when this World Cup was awarded to Qatar a decade ago. Hmm. Let's not make it about politics. Let's put it into a country where human rights are despicable. It's not really a footballing nation. And everyone knows that this was all fucking corrupt. And that's why I don't think an Asian country or Middle Eastern country will ever host the World Cup ever again. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I'm always sceptical of stuff like that. If anyone wants to know, there's the Netflix documentary coming out very soon about FIFA, which pretty much covers next week. Yeah, can't wait. The perfect time. I mean, I, I, I want to watch it, but I'll also be watching uh, the new season of The Crown because that comes out the same day. Oh my god, you really just said that. <laughs> I'll watch it afterwards. But... I know about you, and then there's just, yeah, I'm a fan of The Crown. Like, what? Right. I love Royalist. I don't like the Royals, but I love The Crown. I've heard you as many things, but a fan of the Royals <laughs> is not one of them. A fan of them. I... I can give two shits about them. Day you were definitely out. someone who wants to do it to go and join the queue. Fuck off. I have better things to do in <laughs> life. It's just a good TV show. Philip Schofield over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that should be a really interesting documentary to see. Um, but yeah, FIFA mm. definitely take and, the home the worst take this week. Yeah, and countries involved. Definitely talk about the human rights. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You can enjoy the football and still talk about the human rights issues. Yep. Just because you're watching football doesn't mean you can't talk mm-hmm. about other stuff. I mean, let's have a look at the Premier League over the last couple of years. What have they been doing? The show races and the red card stuff. The players taking the knees for the Black Lives Matter. You can still talk about it and play the sport. And if you're FIFA, you can say you love football, but still take the brown envelopes as well. Mm-hmm. 
Like, you're literally saying, oh, don't bring it in. Well, you lot have had a decade to change the fucking menu, lads. Yeah, mm. who are FIFA to say, focus on the football? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, lads. That'd be like me saying to, uh, if I had a young nephew or niece, revise for your exams. I didn't do that, so what? I, I can't take the moral high ground here. I don't look, look, look where you are now. Exactly. Don't try and take, <laughs> don't try and take the moral that. high ground. That's Jeremy Clark's, I think you've ever said as well. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> take that as a compliment. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, FIFA trying to take this so-called moral high ground here. Just shut the fuck up, lads. Just shut up. <laughs> for yeah. the love of everyone involved in football... Just shut the fuck up. I don't want to say that it's like anyone has a problem with players taking that step. Guess what? You're going to be the one that looks like a dick. Mm-hmm. But anyway, from, from that to the funniest moments of the week. <sighs> I definitely need some lighting up after my little FIFA rant there. Yeah, and I've just realised with it, it's very sad that the way we do this now means no jingles so that's oh, well. a bit of a shame but I, I can't be asked to edit them in anymore just already work enough as it is <laughs> just imagine uh, the jingle in your head if you're listening just Ray Hudson scream <laughs> exactly you listen to a Ray Hudson scream every week on CBS now <laughs> oh, yeah, that. just that's true. That. exactly mm. but yeah the first one I had was the group F shenanigans but you said that one but mm-hmm. although i've just seen in the recent bits like feyenoord's twitter have you seen it i haven't actually the absolute shit out so they put up the group table and underneath it is the somebody call an ambulance bit <laughs> and it, it's just the guy who is about to get shot is has the lazio badge on him oh absolutely yeah, brilliant but uh, the second one the... They've also put out, well, I don't know if it was a tweet in reference to their uh, Europa League group, but they said screenshot it as well. So I feel like that was to do with their uh, Europa League group table, where they finished within the last couple of hours. So, yeah, the shit out of <laughs> The more shit out of the Yes. Uh, my second moment is Zlatan Ibrahimovic being Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <sighs> Addition, I just love that. Yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So just for those that didn't see, he basically said the French league has been nothing without him. Yep. <laughs> he needs him. This is the league that's got Lionel Messi in it. <laughs> Neymar and Mbappe causing drama, what seems like every uh, couple of weeks. <laughs> and then, and then there's that say... coming and saying, I am their god. Yeah, I mean, I I respect your ego, but... You can't respect your ego even with that broken ACL right now. Yeah. (laughs) Well, absolutely. uh, Top class from Zlatan, and I expect nothing less from the man. Let's be honest. No, but did you expect this? And it's the third moment that I have written down. It's the transfer rumours have begun. I don't know Jesus if you've seen Christ. it. It concerns Manchester United. 
Is that and the their, Eric Tupper? Um... To... <laughs> Won't you let me deliver it? <laughs> Come on then, what have you got for it then? How's your delivery? Oh, you've ruined it now. Yeah, the Express Sport linking Eric Maxim Trevor Mosek with Manchester United as the, as the Ronaldo replacement. I mean, why are we just suddenly been? Why is it we've got some thirty-year-old strikers? I mean, don't get me wrong; he's having an absolutely cracking uh, time at Bayern Munich, and they want him to sign a new contract over there. So I don't see that. <laughs> like, how has this man become the joke? And there's suddenly, no, no, don't get rid of him. <laughs> like he's actually a really good player at Bayern. You're like. Are we on about the same player that was at Stoke City? They've replaced Lewandowski with him and he's come through brilliantly. I know, it's so, so weird. But, um, yeah. Would you take him? No. God, no. Sure. <laughs> no. Um, I, I don't see it happening. Not one Thank bit. Um, my funniest moment and... You may have seen it if you follow us on Twitter. If not, go follow us on Twitter at Pod. So on Thursday evening was the premiere for the new Black Panther movie, Wakanda Forever. God, yes. And obviously the premiere... The movie at this moment. All the stars go out to it. Footballers, other early celebrities, music artists, great. Mason Mount. <laughs> what the actual fucking hell is that he's wearing? Uh, an extra large brown outfit. He looks like he's wearing his dad's suit, man. <laughs> Jesus, lad. Like, oh. if it was tailored to fit him better than that, like an actual suit suit is meant to be, I'd go, mm, that probably not too bad. I don't think I could pull it off. I'll just recall, does he have the same fashion designer as Calvin Phillips? Probably wouldn't fucking surprise. Do you remember Calvin Phillips doing the exact same thing with with jeans? Yeah, and then them like work boots. Like if you want to coming out dressing, what is it with footballers and thinking they have to come out in the underlayer of Bob the Builder's outfit? Mm. Oversized, like you just come up the the building site. Not a bad thing, by the way. But yeah, where no. just where did that style? But, and the original tweet I saw people was, who are absolutely no fashion experts in this bottle. <laughs> speak for yourself. They have a good taste well, in fashion, well, a good fashion sense. I'll be the judge of that one. A lot. So I saw the original, and I quote tweeted the Bleacher Report football uh, post of it, and a lot of people are saying he looks like he should be in the 2003 NBA draft. Now, anyone follows <laughs> oh, basketball? <laughs> looks at them pictures they all have extremely long long trousers on and someone edited him into that photo and he actually doesn't look out of place just every naughty outfit yeah and we are 22 years down the line mason mountain come on edge <laughs> it's just so so bad well um yeah uh-huh. i believe that is everything for this week yeah pretty much if there's anything else that they want to know as well, the FA Cup is back. Love the FA Cup. You do. Let's still be clear on this. You love the FA Cup. I still hate it. Right, but, it but, right, you should like the FA Cup. You know, anyone wants to know more, if only there was a documentary somewhere they could go and watch on the official Off the Crossbar YouTube channel. Hmm. Shame Kidderminster aren't involved this year. They 
went out in the last qualifying round. They lost the replay, unfortunately. I mean, we still have the local team in Solihull Moors in... Yeah, in but they're, they're associated with Birmingham City, so I can't really get behind them. Yeah. Uh, I'm all Jeff Stelling this week. They're playing Hartlepool. <laughs> yes, and then uh, on Sunday, Ryan Reynolds and co. are involved in it as Wrexham play Oldham. Yes, they're on the telly as well. Chances of the turning up. Yep, uh, half twelve on ITV. Yep, they're if definitely going to get into it. Or if not him, the other guy. Rob That's how you say his surname, yeah. Yes. And uh, this weekend is also, just because we're finishing on off. Uh, I'm still, I'm just, cool. Speaking of Rexham, actually, I've still not watched Welcome to Rexham yet. I've got to start. I know what he's I don't know. I've got to start. Uh, anyway, final thing, MLS Cup final, uh, LAFC versus Philadelphia Union on Saturday evening. Should be a good game. Uh, both teams are fine f- fighting for their first ever title. And I think it's going to be a really good game. Be interesting to see. And hopefully, just for me, LAFC win it. I like that. This is this what defines us as football fans. Me. God, don't I love the FA Cup. The FA Cup is amazing. And you. The MLS Cup, man. Yeah. <laughs> America, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Bye, I think that's the plan. Oh, God, don't do that. I fucking hate no, that. Too far, uh, too far. Yes. American football chants are the worst. That's the one that Go will say. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll be back. <laughs> Yes, uh, we'll be back on Monday, like we said, to round up all the things in this weekend's action in the Premier League and all the talking points, and obviously a reaction to the Champions League draw as it happens. But until then, make sure you follow us. And Regan Walsh's tears. I won't be in tears, even if we lose. I'm a nice, spirited, holiday man. He says, well, it's clearly lying under his teeth. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at OffTCPod for all the latest news and stories and that you subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can listen to all the pods uh, back and obviously on Spotify and ACAS and wherever you get your podcasts from. And until then, we'll see you soon. Yeah.